another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, guys, today, I'm going to actually, uh, we're going to dive into a recording that I actually had, had completed a few weeks ago with one of my buddies, uh, Mr. Chris Granger. Uh, he actually has host a community of, of men uh, with called The Lion Within. And uh, we, we had a podcast. He has a, a great podcast that I was a guest on. And I thought the interview went went so great. Uh, and I felt like I was able to really share my heart just uh, essentially on, on why we do what we do within the King's Council. Uh, so I dive into uh, our kingdom mindset, how I really just truly believe everything starts with our mindset. And this is why I, I know the enemy just continues to attack us. Uh, you guys have heard me say this before that, you know, the enemy cannot block our blessing, but he can block our mindset and infiltrate that mind. This is what he's done uh, since the beginning of time in the garden with Adam and Eve, uh, just instilling that doubt within our minds. And, uh, and then from there, we just create the rest of our chaos. We create the rest of our turmoil solely based upon our thoughts. So I dive into our kingdom mindset and then ultimately just entrepreneurship in general. And, and uh, you know, a, a few statistics we dive into, man, a, a hundred years ago, entrepreneurship was, was the norm. And now here, 2023, a uh, 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 hundred years later, entrepreneurship is not the norm. It's actually been completely inversed uh, to the st- statistically only about 3% of Americans are entrepreneurs. 97% of us are employees. And uh, in 1913, that number was completely reversed. So I dive into all of this uh, and so much more on this episode. Uh, I, I liked how it went so, so much. Uh, Chris did a great job hosting. I wanted to play that on this week's episode here of the King's Council podcast. So we're going to let you guys dive into this here. And uh, as always, I, I love you guys, and I really, really look forward to seeing you at any of our upcoming events. We've got some big ones coming up here on the calendar. If you haven't checked any of those out yet, make sure you do so. Uh, kingscouncilcommunity.org. Uh, as always, you could always join kingscouncil.com as well to stay up to date on everything that we have going. But enjoy this week's episode. All right, guys, it is your meat episode of the week. You know we're going to start every episode with scripture. So this week, the scripture is Luke. 10 verse 37. And he said, the one who showed compassion to him, then Jesus said to him, go and do the same. So guys, we're going to be digging deep into to a kingdom mindset around entrepreneurship in this episode. Now, if you missed the SKO, go check that out. I'll unpack that scripture in depth. But for this, for this conversation, I'm excited because Riley Meek is going to be joining us. Okay. And he is the founder of the King's Council. So what that is, it's a community that, that designed to equip entrepreneurs with tools, systems, and frameworks that they need to discover, develop, and deploy their God-given vision into the marketplace. So look, for the last 10 years, Riley has helped entrepreneurs scale their, business, scale their businesses, and they've created some transformational wealth. It's just been unbelievable with their company. So he's got this company, Social Dynamics Selling. We, t- we touch about on that a little bit in the conversation. And I'll tell you what, he has just his methods that he has, they're proven. The strategies work. They build relationships that last a lifetime and really make an impact on tons of customers. So he's helped hundreds of entrepreneurs gain clarity and create massive acceleration in their businesses and their brands. So guys, I'm tell you what, this is this is a really great conversation with Riley. We go through a lot of of, of areas that really are going to shift and challenge your mindset and how you think about growing kingdom 
entrepreneur businesses. Okay. Now you may be thinking, well, Chris, I'm a W-2 employee. I'm telling you, this conversation is for you. Okay. Cause I am, I'm the same way. I've been a W-2 employee my whole life. This conversation with Riley was very illuminating to the potential that exists to what God has in store for us. So guys, guys, buckle up, get ready for a powerful conversation with Riley Meek. Riley Meek, welcome to The Line Within Us. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing well, Chris. Happy to be here, brother. Oh, man, so happy to have you here. Very excited to have you, you know, share so much for our listeners. But they just heard me tell a whole, a whole bio, but that's just Chris saying words. They're used to Chris talking. But man, tell us your story, man. Give us a little bit more about who you are and how you got to, to where you're at with the King's Council. Yeah, man. Happy, happy to do so. So um, I'll, I'll try to keep this under three hours. And uh, oh, no. you go. You got, you, we got plenty of time, man. This right. is long form content. So we're good. <laughs> well, I grew up in, in South Dakota. Uh, great place to be from. I, I had uh, become an entrepreneur at a young age, really, because I, I got my first job, an hourly paying job at the age of 15. Uh, $5.15 was minimum wage at that time. And uh, I was like, I thought I didn't know any different. So I worked eight hours. Uh, it was horrendous. Um, I was literally making pizzas at a, so it wasn't, it wasn't like hard work, but just not, not my cup of tea. And, uh, uh, at, after the end of that eight hour shift, I did the math in my head and I just thought, man, there's no way I'm doing that again. And, mm-hmm. and I quit and it wasn't in an arrogant sense, but I just, I realized at a young age that, um, there, there's gotta be a better way. And what really upset me was, uh, not that somebody else would put that value on my time. Cause that's essentially what, if you're working an hourly paid job, it's essentially, they're saying you're worth this amount to mm-hmm. them. Um, so that's really what, what upset me is that I allowed them to do that. And again, not in an arrogant way, but it was just like this understanding of there's, there's a better way to, to do this. And, um, and that, that really started my entrepreneurship journey, man. Um, from, I, so I, I, I say I gave my life to entrepreneurship at 15, but I actually gave my life to Christ at, at 16. And, uh, that was just through, uh, really kind of bottom of the barrel. I was, I was drinking a, a ton at a young age, obviously through high school, there's not a whole lot going on in South Dakota. Um, I had like cheated on my girlfriend. Um, and I got, I just had to like get out of the environment that I was in because I had ultimately become a product of my environment and we all do whether we like it or not. And so I, I moved up to Minnesota for the, the remaining of my, my summer of, uh, when I turned 16 essentially and got involved with just some, some really cool people that I didn't realize you could actually be cool and be a Christian. Um, yeah. cause I mean, in all reality, like the, the Christians in my hometown were, were like broke, broken and like this woe is me mentality. So, so it was like, mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. And, and now that I've actually read the Bible and I understand, you know, not entirely, but I, there's new revelation that comes. It's, you know, it truly says as a, as a disciple that they will know us by our fruit. And there wasn't any fruit that I wanted from those self-professed Christians. And, and so, um, and I think that happens a lot in, in the church, uh, and, you know, just in society as, as a whole, unfortunately. But, um, and if you, if you go back to age of 16, I had that understanding and I thought you could actually like have fun at life. And it's not, it's not the things that I don't get to do, but it's the things that I can do in the, the freedom mm-hmm. of, of 
you know, having a relationship with our creator and it rocked my world, man. And so, um, from 16, I, you know, I, I got involved with a number of different network marketing companies just to give you a fast forward. I was, I was making a, a decent amount of money. Um, by the time I was, you know, 19, 20 years old, I, I hit six figures, which is good amount of money for a young kid. Right. Um, and through a number of different, that just led to multiple different opportunities. Uh, some, some successful, some a lot of failures through that process too. I, uh, I've, I've, at the age of twenty four, found myself actually on an airplane home from Mexico. I moved to Mexico for five months for an, an opportunity there in business that ended up failing miserably uh, to mm-hmm. the point where I, I, I had found myself on a plane back. Pretty much invested everything financially into this. And I actually leased out my condo here in the U.S. So on the flight back, after the government pretty much said, "Yeah, you guys can't do that here anymore," um, I realized that not only was I broke, but I was like homeless too because I didn't. I leased out my condo. I had I didn't have a place to right. sleep. So my wife and I found ourselves sleeping on my sister's couch, uh, and this was really kind of a one of those defining moments in my life of like, "What am I doing?" You know, I was only twenty four, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I, I started to revert back to this, you know, a mindset of of like, man, I don't, I didn't go to college, I didn't get a degree, and I just thought that I, I'm not doing what culture or what society says is like what people are bought into. Like, you go to school, you get a job, you work for forty, fifty years, you retire, and you die. And like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want any of that in my life, right? And got nowhere throughout the Bible do I see anything about retirement or this concept of, of working mm-hmm. a, a job. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'd love to talk more about that, man, but it's, it's, it's what society and culture has just a, taken on as like, what is norm? Even though mm-hmm. I, I wanted to go really literally by like, what does scripture tell us? If the Bible is supposed to be our example, if it's our playbook, the operating manual, I want to, I want to live my life based upon that. And, and, you know, th- through that, I, I, I didn't, go back to school or anything. I just, I, I looked for another opportunity and a lot of people will tell you, Hey, uh, follow your passion. You'll never work a day in your life. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you that that's a bunch of garbage. Uh, because <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that are passionate about a lot of things, but they're freaking broke and, and, and miserable. Like my, my business partner, his wife is extremely passionate about rocking newborn babies. She loves it, but she still has to work, right? Like that doesn't pay right. the bills. So I, I've become a firm believer that um, as an entrepreneur, we follow opportunities, uh, but always bring our passion with us. And no matter mm-hmm. then what the opportunity is, you're going to approach it as a, if you are a, a, a follower of, of Jesus, you're going to approach it. You should at least approach it with an attitude of excellence and that whatever I put my hand to, I'm going to work at it as if I'm working for the Lord uh, and not for man. And so I'm going to, I have no, no, I have no way to not be excellent at it, right? It doesn't mean you have to be the, right. the best at it, but you got to be the best version of yourself at that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what I did. So and, uh, coming off of that, that trip from Mexico, I was introduced to a new opportunity of, of doing seminars, selling to groups of people. And man, this was what like, it was like inventing fire to me uh, because everything that I had done prior to that was, was like selling one-on-one. And mm-hmm. I love sales. I love, I was always an in, either an independent contractor um, or I was selling some of my own products and things, but it was, 
you know, I could only do a certain amount of presentations in a day before I was emotionally just exhausted. You even know doing all your podcasts, man, like it's draining when you're, when you're pouring out. Uh, And so I never really believed into the the full idea is that they'll say, Hey, if you're, you know, if you're in sales, you earn what you're worth. Like, cool. I like that. But I never believed what they would say that, Hey, the earning ability is untapped, right. Or uncapped. Mm -hmm. Like you you can earn Mm -hmm. as much as you want. And like, no, I can't because I'm still limited by time. And right. so when I realized, or yeah, when I was introduced to this concept, it was like, holy cats, I could actually leverage my time, marketing dollars in time. I could do a presentation to many people and then mm-hmm. only meet with those that wanted what I had to offer. Uh, so I was like right. sifting the sand, kind of building an offline funnel, if you've heard that phrase from a marketing standpoint. And, mm-hmm. and that was like, dude, I was, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get the thing going soon and quick enough. So the the challenge that I had though is I had six hundred and seventy three bucks in my bank account, and um, of course I I had a credit card, thank God. But it also during this time, I did what any br- brilliant young kid does: is I got my wife pregnant too because we were you know we sleeping in my sister's couch. Uh, it, it's like we're broke. Why don't we have right. a baby? Like, let's just yeah. make let's make this make this as stressful as possible. Um, so. Uh, which ultimately was, was amazing because sometimes when your back's against the wall, you got no place to go, but forward. Right. right. And, and that was my mentality. It was like, uh, the ships were, were burnt and it was, I got to make this thing work. And, and with that mentality, I, I paid for some marketing dollars, filled my first event. This would have been July of 2011. I, I hosted my first set of seminars and okay. I made a few sales and and re- kept reinvesting back into it. And with the, over the next six months through the end of 2011, we had done uh, 2.1 million in sales. And, and that's when things really took off. I realized that, okay, this is, this is a system. This is what works. So I started to hire and train the following year. We did 12 million. The same, the next year we were across, uh, I had 26 sales crews across 34 States and um, that's when I realized it was a system that worked. The product was irrelevant, still is irrelevant today. Morally and ethically, has to be has to be a good product, um, and mm-hmm. it has to be you know higher ticket because we're we do spend a significant amount of money doing marketing and filling events with our ideal client, and then we sell. And so I still to this day consult, have our own companies. We've done nine figures uh, over the last decade with our own companies, but then also we consult and we teach people how to do this as well. And so, um, and that's, that's really what, where financially we've, we've done well with, but also it's, it has afforded us the ability to do what I really love doing, which is uh, what we coach kingdom entrepreneurs now within the King's council. So um, right. long kind of intro, man, but that's my story. <laughs> man, I, lo- I love that, man. I'm, I'm definitely more curious to hear about, you know, those seminars. I mean, are these day long events? Is there a couple of hours? Like what, what, what is what, just kind of break it down that, yeah. that a little bit for us? Yeah. In an ideal world. So that company is called uh, social dynamic selling. And I, I called it that really because in any situation, there's a social dynamic that's taking place in any scenario. Like if you go out to a, mm-hmm. uh, at church, right. It's like, there's a social dynamic. You're, you're getting greeted by the guest, and there's ushers and, and there's the, worship team and the other people like it's there's a dynamic that play, takes place uh, you go to a restaurant right. there's a social dynamic that takes place um and how what we've done is we've really real 
taken that concept and used it to our advantage to uh, speak to a group of people and and ultimately create sense of urgency. And really, if there's anything that we've done, it, we help people make decisions because I think okay. most people at the core of it are procrastinators. Uh, and and we just help people make decisions. Now, the decision can be yes or no. I, you know, it's uh, hopefully it's yes, but I know that my products they are for everybody, right? And we just have to accept mm-hmm. that. And what I want to do though is I want to find out who they are for, and I only want to speak to them, right? So it's we we mm-hmm. create um, you know urgency, but we create reasons for people to make decisions to ultimately buy your products or services. So we've done this in. You know, financial advisors do a lot of dinner seminars. I'm not the one that's created this method by any means, but I do think we've perfected it uh, in controlling the whole process from from you know marketing to your ideal client to ultimately get them to show up for an event, and then right. how to craft a presentation, take people on that emotional journey to ultimately meet with them one on one, and then you know close the deal. Uh, and we've yeah. done this in uh, we have a solar company. We have Walk-in bathtub company. We have regenerative medicine companies. We have we do this for investment. Uh, um, certainly, advisors as well. Like I said, but um, we're kind of all over the board. The industry is is pretty irrelevant. But it you know if you're only selling like a forty eight dollar widget, it's probably not the best program for you. Uh, just considering the the ROI that's needed to make this thing right uh, function. So right, yeah. Well, also know you're you're pretty passionate around helping entrepreneurs and and getting you know helping helping them grow that entrepreneurial mindset. I'm curious, just from from your standpoint for our listeners, but how do you def- define what an entrepreneur is? I mean, what's Ooh. what's your definition there? Ooh, I love this question, man. So entrepreneurship, I believe we are all born entrepreneurs as we're created in the image of of God. Uh, the ultimate Creator has created us to co-create. Right, we're literally created in His image. So, uh, if you look at the root word of entrepreneur, uh, it's a French word, entreprendre. Uh, pardon my French, um, but that was really, awesome, man. That was great. We <laughs> oui, we. Oui. Uh, but um, at the core of it, that literally means to undertake. That's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's like, oh, you must run a company or you're a CEO or something along those lines. And at the end of the day, you're an undertaker. So you can be a stay-at-home mom entrepreneur, right? You could be, a, mm-hmm. a, it doesn't matter if, if you have the mindset because this is where it all breaks down is the mindset. And, and the difference between an, an employee mindset and again, nothing negative about being an employee, right? I, I want to make mm-hmm. that crystal clear, but it's the mindset that I'm here uh, because scripture tells us that we cannot serve both God and money, Right. So, but unfortunately, I think a lot of Christians are serving money in their poverty, not allowing themselves to actually serve their creator, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I've I've had to, I've gone round and round with this with with God, but also with with others of like, how do you know who you're serving? How do I know if I, if that's telling me if that's what Scripture says? How do I know? And the only way that I've really determined that was by asking myself. What or who is dictating the decision that I'm making? Is it money right. or is it God? And I think most people will find that the upwards of 35,000 decisions that we make on a daily basis, which is crazy to me, 35,000 decisions that, that most of the time, 
those decisions are being made based upon based upon money and the fact that mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing it to go get more or I'm doing it to save more or I'm doing it to uh you know whatever the situation is it's like do I do I go out to eat at lunch do I eat at home to save right and right. and ultimately that that the spirit of mammon is is a is a powerful thing man the enemy's done an incredible job at warping the minds of, of believers uh and obviously there's there's wisdom in having uh uh being proper stewards financially but mm-hmm. at the end of the day so many of us are preventing what i believe god can do and would do through us if we put ourselves in a position to be used by him but unfortunately for 8 9 hours a day a lot of us are putting ourselves in a position where we're serving man to ultimately get money thinking that okay i'm just going to get through this thing of life uh save enough i can tithe you know potentially most christians don't tithe uh but i can tithe i can give maybe a little bit here and there uh and then hopefully i can retire and then die and again i don't see any of that in scripture at all it, that it's just not there and so right Society though has done a great job, man. In in 1913, in 1913, three percent of Americans were employees and 97 percent were entrepreneurs. Today it's 2022, man. That number is completely inverse. Three percent mm-hmm. of us are entrepreneurs and 97 percent of our, us are employees. And unfortunately, I think you can see what what just society is happening in society and the the wokeness that that we're dealing with right now uh because we're taught not how to think for ourselves not how to be creative how we originally designed but culture has done a great job at indoctrinating us of what we're what we should do so uh, i can go on and on bro but i'll I'll leave it at that (laughs) man this is powerful stuff hey guys you're speaking my language brother okay and i just read a book and 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 I'm I'm unpacking in a future episode where I talk where it talks about you know the breakdown of of the education system and how it's basically just it's just pumping out worker bees, man. Mm-hmm. It's not teaching us to think. And you just talked a lot right there about around the the mindset. When you wrote mindset, when you when you said mindset, I wrote down fear. You know, fear is preventing holding yep. back so many, particularly in the, in the church, Christian men. Man, what can we do? Because we we're not given a spirit of fear. We're supposed to be given a spirit of power, love, and self control. But man. We just live in the spirit of fear where we don't want to take that step, you know, because yes. God may be calling us to something, but fear is holding us back. So what do you tell that guy when, where he's, where he's living in that fear mindset? Yeah. Oh, bro. So fear, fear is an interesting thing, man. And it, here's the thing. It's, it's not that we're never going to experience fear, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Let's understand that. Hey, we're going to experience it, but we are called to be, let's go back and go through Joshua right? We're called to be strong and courageous. How many times did, did Joshua tell, tell us how to do that, uh, to be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. It's like, good Lord, I get it. We're supposed to be strong and courageous. But also what I think is so interesting in the book of Joshua, Joshua 1.8, when I, when I first got into, uh, started to dive into the Bible, where my heart was prior to from entrepreneurship, it was like, man, I just want to get rich. Like I'm, I'm in this thing. I'm going to go make money and do what I want to do, right? Uh, but as God softened my heart towards that and understanding like why, you know, a, a word that just uh, that I loved when I was younger was like success. I wanted to be successful. And so I scavenged, sc- like scoured the Bible. I was like, where is success talked about in the Bible? Could I actually be successful and 
a Christian? Like, is that a thing? Or do I have to be a broke freaking driving a jalopy down the street, like living this woe is me lifestyle? Because I don't want to, I don't want too much because I'm not greedy, right? Like that's the mindset I think a lot of Christians have. And at the end of the day, I don't want that. Like I, I want to drive a nice car. I want to have nice things. Can I do that in actually live a, 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 a God fearing life, but if, of an on fire life for Jesus. So I searched out right. where is success. Joshua one, eight tells us it, how to actually be successful. It's so crazy to me that it's, it's like one of the most blatant plain things in the Bible of like how to do it. And it's so simple, man. It is to meditate on the word of God. Do not let it depart from our lips then you will be prosperous and successful. And anytime you see the word then in the Bible, go back and reread what it just said, because that's a cause and an effect, right? It's like, then this will happen. Like, okay, there's a promises that we know are going to actually take place. And then from there, it goes on to be strong and courageous, strong and courageous, strong and courageous, right? And I don't think that that's a happenstance by like, those are in this, the same actual uh, chapter because if you're going to take on this life as a believer, which I highly recommend, uh, not just a believer but a doer, because the, uh, faith without works is is freaking dead, right? So if you're going to actually take on this this cloak of like I'm not just a, a Christian, but I am a disciple, I'm a follower of Jesus and everything that I do, so I'm willing to stand in the gap for my brothers, or I'm willing to stand up for what is right and not sit mm-hmm. there back and be a victim, then you're going to experience some junk and there's going to be some fear that comes into play. But the Bible's already told us to h- how to be strong and courageous and, and actually how to be successful. But if you're not spending time in the word of God, you ain't going to be successful, right? And this was me, man, for a good chunk of my life is I, I realized that well, I want to say yeah, you aren't going to be truly eternally successful because, mm-hmm. man, I realized right. that you can be incredibly successful at a lot of things and still feel like a failure. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is I, I have a treadmill in my, it, my home gym, and it is incredibly successful at hanging my clothes. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, it's a great, right. it's a very successful, but yeah. it's not operating for why the manufacturer created it, right? The, the, the manufacturer mm-hmm. there, they're like, dude, that's, what, that's such a waste. What are you doing right. with that? Right. And sometimes I think God's like the same way. He's like, this, you're, it's such a waste. What are you doing? Right. Until we yeah. understand why we were created, it's, it's not then, it's not until then where we're actually going to find the fulfillment. And this is where I was at. Uh, even man, I, I just mentioned, I gave my life to Christ, but from, from 24 to 34, call it, bro, I did, yeah. we've done millions and millions of dollars, but I went through a divorce. I was a, a freaking train wreck for a number of years in my life. Um, and God allowed me to grow through that process because I, I'm a firm believer. Money only makes us more of, of who we already are. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that God allowed me to go through that process because when I started to make it, I realized I was not that great of a dude. And, and thankfully, um, I was able to identify, God was able to put the right people in my life to identify where I was, I was falling short, why I just had this continual feeling of unfulfillment. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I really looked back to the most incredible days in my life was when I was like 18 and 19 and I was involved with a, 
of freaking rock star group of men, boys. We were, you were young boys then, but we were, it was a, a, a men, a, a Bible study group called uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And these are some rock star homies that I don't even talk to anymore, but I could almost promise you if I called any of them and was like, I got to bury a body, I, I can guarantee you the question would be not like, what did you do? It'd be, are you driving or not? Right. And and, and it's like, those are the people that I needed in my life that I I just allowed (laughs) myself to, to go down this path of, of being not the, you know, we talk about, uh, Ed Milet has a a great analogy about being the thermostat versus the thermometer. And, you know, a, a thermometer is, is simply a reflection of what's going on in the environment, right? Like it's a, you're, you're just telling what the temperature is. And if right. you're a thermostat, though, you're actually setting that temperature, right? And right. I was, I was just, I became a thermometer, and I was, I was letting people uh, influence me in in a manner that was not fruitful in any way. Uh, and and ultimately, thankfully, God plucked me out of that, and and has has grown me tremendously here over the past what three four years of of really not just looking to Jesus as my Savior, but to Him as my Lord. And I think that's right. a big difference, man, uh, it, with a lot of men in, in the church, in just in culture. It's like, yeah, we think we check the box. Be, we're getting into heaven. And it's like, that's, you know, I'm, I'm doing my, my husband duties or my fatherly duties. It went at the end of the day, man, that's a crappy way to live. If I can just be, be blunt mm-hmm. about it, because the fulfillment that you're 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 not having right even you're listening to this right now and you're just sitting you're you're one of those that's just plain church and what i mean by plain church is like you you're going on sundays maybe you're 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 tipping god a little bit in the in the tithing offering plate and you're you're thinking you're checking the box and the rest of the six days you're doing what you want to do and and right. it, like i'm telling you that ain't that ain't freedom if if the, if you want to experience a r- freaking rock star life that is is second to none it's it's submitting your life to Jesus and knowing him more than just your savior but as your lord there is nothing more empowering than actually having that freedom and and that was really the the huge difference for me man uh of of understanding that and then operating in that manner and that's really what's what you know how I've stepped into this role of leading uh kingdom entrepreneurs uh through yeah, the king's yeah. council Man, that is that is powerful stuff, man. I want to, I definitely want to unpack that more because so many times when I talk to guys, particularly Christian men, it comes up. I, I, I just it, the constant theme comes up of a scarcity mindset, and you've already drilled that. You're like, you know, we, we are not called that scarcity mindset, you know. But so far as you, you're taking it from not just being a savior, but Lord, you know, to walk me through that. I mean, what does that look like for you? How do you go from, all right, he's not just my savior. He is my Lord. What does that look like in your daily walk that maybe these guys can connect with? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really living a Matthew, that, that 633 lifestyle of, of seeking first the kingdom of God, uh, in, in mm-hmm. his righteousness. Right. And so I, some, I, I love scripture because I can read the same verse 300 times and then it's not until I read it that 301st time where there's like revelation that takes place. And you do right. this, you become successful by meditating on the word of God, right? And then right. speaking it. Do not let it depart from your lips. There's such power in that. Uh, and But the problem is, it, and this is where I just think it's got to be so frustrating for God to be like, I've given you guys the 
playbook, the operating manual here, and you're just not doing it. Like, well, I don't know what else right. you want from me. Like, I, like you want me to rain down manna from heaven. You're calling me for miracles. And he's like, I've given you this playbook on how to operate a miracle lifestyle if you just do it. Right. right. So it, it, it's, it's so interesting that I went, you know, 34 years of my life without really understanding that. And my, my hope is to, to, you know, shave off some of those years for, for people that are, are, have just ex- experienced this walk or maybe are uh, living a life of, of, Hey, I've been, I'm saved. I'm pretty sure I'm getting into heaven, but at the end of the day, that's just the start, right? But by, by mm-hmm. and, and what I mean by that is we were created to work. Don't get it twisted mm-hmm. by any means is that, that because when God created Adam, he, it, and then ultimately Eve, he created them in the garden with this innate ability. It wasn't that work wasn't present. It was absolutely present, but it was just, they knew that they were created to work the garden. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. like something that God didn't have to tell them. And a lot of people think that work is a, uh, like it's because of the fall that we have to work. And it's not actually true. Work was, work was present before the fall, but Genesis three, we fell, we jacked it up. We really messed this thing up. And then God said, all right, well, by the, by the sweat of your brow, then you will toil and you will mm-hmm. stress. Right. And, and so th- that was, you know, a uh, creation. Right. And so if we, if we look at the Bible as a whole, there's creation. And then throughout the rest of the old Testament, there's, there's a promise that has been given to us, uh, that of a Messiah, a savior, somebody's coming to save us. It's like, yes, great, great, great. Jesus comes on the scene. Then he has saved, saved us completely redeemed us. And when he returns, he didn't talk about salvation, right? He didn't talk about, uh, uh, like, um, what it, it, even himself, right? He talked about the kingdom, the kingdom. Right. Uh, the thing he said is like the kingdom of heaven is near. And if you look at like what that actually means, king, as in Jesus is king, uh, and then dom, d o m, comes from the word domain. And domain, if you think of it, uh, like a government or an entity that has domain mm-hmm. over a territory, they're ruling that territory. And the interesting thing, though, when dom is used as a a suffix in a sentence, it's actually as a state or a being, right? So people mm-hmm. can experience boredom, right? Or you see somebody famous, there's stardom, right? Or in America, we right. have freedom, right? It's like a state or a being. And so when the kingdom that Jesus is referring to isn't necessarily a, a it's in a verb tense, right? And so it's like, the place is assumed, the kingdom of heaven, the place is assumed, but it's a verb tense in that it's God's present and current rule and reign in our lives today. And so it, a lot of people think if I give my life to Christ, it's like, cool, I get to start eternity when I die. No, 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 no. The coolest thing is that you get to start that today, God's rule and reign in your life today. And that should be the most exciting thing. But so many of us are are thinking we're going to just wait till we die and then spend eternity in heaven. When at the end of the day, if you walked in the authority, the freedom that Christ has given us, his rule and his reign today, there's uh, dude, we have every advantage as a kingdom entrepreneur. We have every advantage to be crushing at business, to be doing incredible things, but we're just not tapped into that, that rule and that reign of what that actually means in the again, the enemy has done a great job at warping the minds of of you. T- you mentioned that abundance or that a scarcity mindset, 
and mm-hmm. and again at at the end of the day what we coach and and what I'm I'm so adamant on is we aren't talking about like prosperity gospel teaching like you aren't going to you aren't going to get me to uh you know sow into me 3 bucks and I'll give you a, a green prayer cloth type of thing right like that's not what I'm talking about at all but I'm absolutely not talking about poverty gospel because I'm talking about right. the gospel if you believe the entire word of God as the infallible word of God, then you got to believe it. You can't truncate scriptures into just to cherry pick them out to fit the agenda, which is what we see happening a lot in society today that, that fits their, their, whatever they want going on. When at the end of the day, it's like, no, 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 no. You, you can actually, you can crush in business. You can be uh, an incredible entrepreneur because it takes a lot of money Right. The, the, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. knowing that what's dictating my decisions is because I want to serve God and I'm going to make money serve me, not the other way around, which is what a lot of people do uh, when, again, they've just come into this, this, they've accepted what culture has told them of what a good, uh, a responsible employee or a responsible husband is supposed to do. Meanwhile, right. they, they've handcuffed themselves and they've taken away the ability for God to use them in a manner that that could truly be impactful for the kingdom. So huge, long answer, man. But that's at the end of the day, it's a Matthew 633 lifestyle, which there's no, there's again, no, no happenstance of why leading up to that. There's a, there's a lot of talk about worry and, and stress and even the fear that you'd mentioned earlier, man, of like, we don't have to worry about that because if we're seeking first, God's rule and reign in our life and his righteousness and alignment with him, everything else is going to be taken care of. We don't need to stress about it, but we have to be obedient. And that's where everything else breaks down. Mm, you just see, then you, you just put up the, the main word there. It has to be obedient, man. That's mm. it. Hey guys, yeah. we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back guys. What's up guys. I want to personally invite you out to Dallas, Texas, February 3rd and 4th for one of our signature kingdom business advancement events. Now at this event, we're actually going to lay out the exact framework, the blueprint that I've used to start and scale eight separate companies from zero to seven and eight figures within the very first year of each generating us close to $200 million over the past decade. And so here's the deal guys, whether you're looking to actually finally pull the trigger and go from employed to deployed, or maybe you're looking Maybe you've been in business for a minute now and you're looking for that tribe or that community of like mindsetted kingdom entrepreneurs, then this is an absolute must attend event. This is going to be a game changer for you here in 2023. We're going to have an epic guest lineup. Uh, we have over a billion dollars collectively that has been produced in this room from our speakers alone. Seating's limited on this bad boy. We're going to be in Dallas, Texas again, February 3rd and 4th. Check it out, kingdombusinessadvancement.com or simply text the letters KBA to 727-472-3860. February 3rd and 4th, I'll see you there. So Riley, I'm curious, man. I, I, you're a passionate guy. You, you, when you were on that that dissertation right there, you were you were on fire, brother. And I'm curious, <laughs> like when you, whenever you talk about money and entrepreneurship and and uh, abundancy and 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 wealth and building you know building the kingdom, mm-hmm. so many times, particularly in a church setting, like that message is just not delivered at all. It's like not- the, the pastors are not delivering it from the pulpit. 
we're not hearing it as Christian men. And if we do, it's this diluted down thing. Like it is, it's either prosperity gospel, like you just mentioned, or it's scarcity mindset. You know, we have to bring everything like the, the, the woman with the two mice, just give, give it all to God. Right. So, yep. we, so there's really, there's not like a good middle ground. It's, you're just drilling a middle ground. So, I mean, what's the message that you would have to maybe to church leaders or to pastors that may be listening? What, what do we need to be doing to, to get guys talking this way more and having this type of mindset? Yeah. So good, man. And again, I'm going to use the Bible as a, as a representation of what's important, what's not important, right? And Amen. the fact that money, wealth, and possessions is, is talked about 2,400 plus times, like right. literally twice as more than faith and salvation combined. If, mm-hmm. if it's important enough for God to talk about it that much, then I think it's important enough for us to talk about it, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, all, and not just important enough, but a priority, Right. Because this, this spirit of mammon is a real freaking thing. And, and right. wh- while, and, and I think even I, I'll, I'll go down this path, even Dave Ramsey, right? So Dave is, his concepts are great for somebody to get out of debt. Right. But if right. that's your goal, if your goal is to not be in debt, what the crap are you, t- that ain't, that ain't a kingdom lifestyle right now. If you've made bad decisions and you got yourself in debt, like to get out of debt, Cool. You can follow Dave's Dave's concepts, but I didn't get on this planet. I believe God didn't put me on this planet to get out of debt. He put me on this planet to to be fruitful. I believe Genesis one twenty eight is a freaking mandate for us to operate the kingdom culture authority that we have. Right? We are called. First off, there's six days of creation. Right? God created everything, and on day six, He looks down and He's like, "Man, that's very stinking good." Right? Right. Stinking is is my my version of it, but he's like, that's, that's right, really right like, man, snap, that's really good. Uh, and and then he he goes, it's a mandate. He goes, okay, now be fruitful, number one. So what does fruit mean? I mean, if you read throughout Scripture, there's a lot of references to fruit, and right. and and as disciples of Christ, that's how they people are supposed to know us, right? By our fruit. That's and, right. And so if we're to be fruitful, and then we're to multiply. People just think like, oh, you're supposed to have babies. There's so much more to it than just have babies, right? Being fruitful and multiplying isn't just to have kids. Because if that was the case, then why, why wouldn't everybody just have kids, right? There, there's, there, there's so much more to it than that, right? It is to, right. The, the culture, the kingdom culture that comes, comes through when we are fruitful, we multiply, we subdue this earth and ultimately have dominion. Now, we're not doing that, right? So, because what happens is obviously the fall came, but so many of us are still living in freaking BC days, Old Testament days of like, hey, uh, do you not know that Jesus returned and actually redeemed us? And so we now do have that ability to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion with kingdom concepts and culture. We're just not doing it, right? And so, mm-hmm. and, and again, back to the enemy is just has warped the minds that that thinking that, that money is bad, money is evil. Uh, and, and actually, if you read the entire word of God and understand that you don't get to just cherry pick scriptures or even even uh, skew them to your way or even remove certain words like the love of money, what does right. it mean when, you, when people love something? It's when you pursue it. It's when you think about it all day long. It's when you, uh, if you think about even you know, your, your wife, man, you, when you first met her, you saw her in the dog picture, right? You're like, who's that girl? And then right. you, you 
fell in love with her, you thought about her all day long, right? Mm -hmm. You, you, you think about any, anybody listening right now, like, what do you love? And it's something that you, you take time out of your day to go to, you're pursuing it. And when you don't get it, it like consumes you. It's like, I, mm-hmm. I got to have this, right? Take a look at that in money. How, how are you mm-hmm. approaching that in your life? And it's, it's that love of money. It's not money in itself. And at the end of the day, it's, it, this is where, not to razz on Dave a whole lot more, but he talks about cash is, cash is king and debt is dumb. I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Because if you look at a dollar bill, if you just take out your dollar right now and you read right across the top, Right across the top, it says Federal Reserve note. A note, mm-hmm. for those that don't know, is that's an instrument of debt. So if mm-hmm. you have cash in your pocket right now, you are in debt. You're in debt. It's Because it's not even backed by the, the gold backing anymore. It literally, right. they're printing it. They've printed more in the last couple of years uh, than they have in the last 30 years prior. It's nonsense what's happening. And, and this is where... The breakdown occurs. It's our mindset and understanding of of what what money does, the value that we put on it in exchange for it. And so, and this is again why I think we have to educate the Christian community. Like you, you have to understand this if you want to have dominion. It's going to take a heck of a lot of money. And this, Chris, is is really what unlocked me with this understanding because I I struggled with this even four years ago. We've done nine figures in revenue. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm miserable. I'm absolutely miserable. From the outside looking in, people would think, oh, you got it going on. We live in a 12,000 square foot home uh, on the lake. And I heard this a lot, like it must be nice, must be nice. Right. It's like little do they know how much freaking work that takes. But um, it, I, I heard that a lot. And it's like, meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I've had just this terrible feeling of unfulfillment in my life. And this is back to what Mm -hmm. I was saying. You can be incredibly successful, a lot of things, unless you're operating for the God-given intended purpose of why you were created. And Mm -hmm. and that's when he he got a hold of me and I got back into the Bible, man. I hadn't read it in like a decade. Like, no joke from, I mean, intentionally, I'm going to say, intentionally read it because I was just off doing my own thing. But I, I started to dive into scripture and I come across again, Parable of the Good Samaritan, which we've mm-hmm. all, even if you're not a believer, you've heard of this, right? You're like, you hear right. about this in school, I think. And I was reading through it again. And, and this is how I know the Bible is the living, breathing word of God, because you can read it a hundred times and then something new speaks to you. And the cool thing is that the Bible doesn't change. It, it right. doesn't change at all. What changes is us and our perspective as we're mm-hmm. reading it. That's why we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Every right. single day. And so when we can approach that and get into the, the get fed by the, the word of God every day, I, I open it up. I'm reading the parable that, uh, or excuse me, the, the good Samaritan. And, and I'm reading this, uh, how the, the, you know, the gentleman gets beat up. He's, he's basically broken, broken on the, on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. The religious priest comes walking along. He doesn't want to be bothered, right? He's like, oh, I got an agenda today. I can't miss my meeting. He literally steps across on the other side of the road to not have to be burdened with him, right? Right. The, the priest, the freaking priest, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, the Levite does the same thing. And, and then along comes the Samaritan. And this is where my maybe twisted mind gets involved here is like, I got to believe this guy's passing through. He's on a business trip, 
right? Like he's right. traveling to the next town to go to the next trade station or whatever. And he sees well, this guy. He's like, him, right? You're right. Exactly. And, and he, he's, he's coming along and he sees this guy and he's like, oh man, let me, let me help this guy out. He, so he took the time. Number one, he had the time. Okay. If, if mm-hmm. somebody else was paying you for your time to do that, you couldn't do it. Right. It's like, I got to right. get to work. I'm not, it's my job. Right. Maybe the, that's what right. the priest was getting paid an hourly wage to do it. I don't know, but this is where my brain kind of goes in thinking of this. He had the ability. He says, snap, I'm going to help him. He puts him on, it says it puts him on his own donkey, right? Mm-hmm. So he had funds. He had the availability to take him to the inn. He bandaged him up, put oil on his head, takes him to the innkeeper and says, hey, uh, take care of this guy, pays for him to stay there. And then says, I got to continue on. I got business to do. I got to continue on. But when I come back, even if there's any debt due, I, I got it. Don't you worry. I'll take care of him then there. And Jesus then asked, hey, which one showed mercy? Obviously, the Samaritans showed mercy, right? The very next sentence was, Jesus said to go and do likewise. And that right. hit me like a ton of bricks, man. And that's when I had the first realization that it is incredibly, incredibly expensive to be the good Samaritan. And if I'm supposed to be that type of Christian that not just cares for my needs, right? And I can't even tell you how many times I've heard this where especially those that are that think entrepreneurs are greedy. It's like, oh, you're just greedy. You're just, you know, I just, I'm not greedy. I just need enough for me. Like, I I love to smack people upside the face with this because that's the greediest thing that I've ever heard, Chris. Like, if you're not Mm -hmm. greedy, you only care enough just for you. What are you talking about? Right. Right? Right. So if I have the ability, Deuteronomy tells us that it's God that gives us that ability to create wealth. And if he's given me that ability and I'm going to undertake this thing at hand, I'm going to do it with all of my might because I know that why I'm working for this, it's, it's not for, for what I can get, but it's for what God can give through me. And with, we have that entrepreneur mindset, knowing that it takes incredibly, uh, it takes a lot of money. It's going to take wealth to fully mm-hmm. subdue and have dominion. We can sit back and we can pray about it and think that God's in control. He's going to do it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. But remember, God created us to work. The original right. creation of man was to work. And when we invite him in this process where he can co-create with us in this process that gives us divine downloads, divine wisdom as kingdom entrepreneurs to, to create businesses and ideas and concepts that provide tremendous value to the marketplace, you better believe we're going to get compensated very highly for that. And when we do that, then we can steward those funds to be the good Samaritan, to, to pay for our brother and sister, to take care of orphans and widows. And if, if, if I know that Christ is not returning until every word, every ear has heard and, and, and experienced the gospel, the good news, then I take that as a challenge. Like, let's right. freaking go. Create wealth. Let's get the word out. Let's tell people about the saving grace of Jesus because don't get it twisted too. It is by his grace we are saved not by our works but we are saved for good works clearly and and that's i think where it breaks down the person from savior looking to jesus as savior to the person as lord and 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 if we understand that why we are saved was to do good works and you you submit to that that now it becomes you understand that it is by his lordship that that we get to go do good works and i'm not just looking to him as a ticket to get into heaven but I'm looking to him as Lord to bring the rule of, of heaven here today and now, not waiting for 
eternal salvation, but accepting that it's today. The moment you give your life to Christ, not as Savior, but but as Lord, man, not right. now it gets exciting. That's right. That's right. Man, Riley, you are on fire, brother. Look, we're gonna t- I don't even know, bro. You, you got me so fired up. I'm sure you got guys listening. They're going back. They're rewinding. They just want to hear this over and over and over, man. So I'm curious. How about a message before we wrap this up for the, the dads out there? Because we, we, we briefly touched on it. We didn't go very deep, though. So, you know, our kids, they're, they're not getting taught this mindset, man. They're just not. They're not. And it, it, it's completely flipped. We're, we're pushing out these worker bees. The, the education system has failed. It is not, it doesn't, it doesn't promote, you know, thinking, actual thinking thought. Uh, we're just, we're just trying to, to basically pass a test. So, man, what can we be doing at home yeah. for our children to man. give them this kingdom mindset and to, to help, you know, foster that and, and, and just nourish that rather than help that grow? So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you asked this, man, because first off, you said at home and I just want to be so crystal clear and the importance mm-hmm. of that. If if some of you have kiddos and you're you're shipping them off to school or you're t- taking them to church and you're 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 saying that it's their responsibility to to teach your kid those lessons uh, or concepts, mm-hmm. you're failing. I'm going to just tell you, you're a failure yep. as a parent. One hundred percent. And and some of you may get, you know, well, I got I got other things going on. I'm I'm just telling you, you got you got your two most important priorities on this earth first off love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength right like that is our mm-hmm. if you know if you want to know what your calling is in this life it is to do that okay what you right. choose to do otherwise is completely up to you and mm-hmm. and this is where i think a lot of people even get they they're, they're like seeking their calling when at the end of the day what you got to do is seek your caller and and mm-hmm. what you do is kind of a meet it's it's not meaningless cuz it, it's it's for here to do good works but Understand second to then is your relationship with your spouse, right? It's, it's, it, if you're loving the Lord, you got with all your heart. Now Christ actually gives us an example how, how Christ loved the church, right? That's, that's the bride and groom. That is a representation. Our, our, our relationship with our spouse is number one before mm-hmm. your kiddos. Okay. Be crystal clear on that. Like yep. number one. And then number two, it's your kiddos, right? This is a responsibility. So part of being fruitful and multiplying, I'm not saying that it isn't to have kiddos, but if you're, if you're having kiddos, it's a, it's a part of it because you've not, you now have to, it's your responsibility to create the kingdom culture in your household. Right. Okay. And if, if in so many times I see, we'll see leaders or, or people that are even pastors and, and, and people that are pouring out so much yet their home life is a wreck because they're, they have not saved enough energy to take care of priority number one and two in their lives. And, and mm-hmm. I would say that they're failing at life as, as well. And guys, I, I want to be crystal clear. I'm only saying this so confidently because I've done it. I've lived it. I've gone through a divorce and I know all the stupid mistakes that, that can be made because I've done every single one of them. I'm telling you. And, but also I'm so grateful. I have a daughter. She's 10 now. I, I I get I have the ability to to really pour into her and and to teach her these concepts and understanding of of who Jesus is as as ruler and reigner in her life. Uh, but also then, what do we do? With, how do we operate in this fallen world? And I actually right. I had a great discussion with um, Kyle uh, with Undaunted Life on on yeah. his podcast yeah. of, about this. So last year we actually homeschooled Ellie. She was in a private Christian school. A, Great school, actually. I had nothing, no complaints about it at all. 
But I'm, I am a firm believer. If you have the ability to homeschool, do it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I believe it's, you're, it's a, it's incredible responsibility. And if you have the ability, then take it seriously because partly, I mean, it's, it, it, it there's uh, Ellie and Ash. My, so my, um, Ellie's stepmom is Ashley. They've had such an incredible bonding relationship over the past year. It was unreal. Uh, just the connection that they've been able to, to form. Um, but also we, we allowed Ellie to go back to school this year to, tr- I'm going to just call it traditional school. It's a private Christian right. school because we, we, you know, it was, it was a very prayerful decision that ultimately mm-hmm. I made, um, in, in discussion with, with Ashley, with, with Ellie. And it was, it was very interesting, um, of just how to, how to make this decision. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong in, in any way. It's just mm-hmm. what we did, what I felt Ellie wanted and needed and, and to have those relationships, uh, within right. that, that community. But she's also it, there. It's a very good school. Uh, here in Minnesota, shout out to United Christian Academy, uh, if they ever listen to this. Um, but, but ultimately, man, understanding, I, I went and I met with the, the head of school there. And I, I just said, I think the school system's a, a joke. And he goes, I do too. And I was like, all right, let's, let's talk about this because it, everything comes down to mindset and, right. and why I think that it, it is a joke, uh, is because what's happened over the last hundred and 40 years, 150 years, man. If you just look at society, so many of us, we, we're living in society with blinders on and we, we haven't actually stepped back and taken a look and been like, okay, what's happened? It's 2022, right? When, when we're recording this right now, what was it like in, in, uh, you know, 1902, what was it like in 1807? Mm-hmm. We can, we can kind of understand that, but then when you put yourself in those situations and see how things have just escalated so quickly over the last right. 140 years and in in specifically up until the early 1900s man people went to the school was like to, to seventh what we would know as like seventh grade and at that right. point in time you start a business right or you just take on the, the family business whether you're a blacksmith or uh uh you know a farmer right that's just what mm-hmm. you did because the, everybody was an entrepreneur Right. Along comes the industrial revolution, right? Well, advancements in technology. And, and now it was, we needed, you use the, the term worker bees, right? Like we, Hey, right. I need people that are going to uh, show up on time. I need people that can take a 15 minute break, AKA recess. I need people that'll take a, a lunch break. Okay. Come back in the afternoon. We're going to give them a recess again. And then at uh three 30 in the afternoon, the bell rings and they get to go home. Do you guys see exactly the the concept that we we are instilling into kids at a young age to be an employee versus to to memorize things to not not think creatively on how to how to start something from scratch? Prime example of this man is the Lego company, bro. And the Lego the Lego company, I mean, when we were younger, there was there were Legos, but it was like, you just get a bunch of freaking Legos, right? You dump right, it out, exactly. you, you miss one, your parents hate your guts because they stepped on one, right? Um, That's right. But you, you dump them out and then you just, you have to Creative. build a town, you build a yep. city, like you creatively yep. build. So fast forward in the 1980s, man, now where this indoctrination has taken place for close to two, um, uh, what do I want to say? Two generations, right? So yeah. 1900s, now we've got, <laughs> 40 year olds that are having kids 
Lego companies like on the verge of bankruptcy. Nobody's buying their stuff because nobody's creative enough anymore. They they want to be told what to do. Along comes now you can't even buy a set of Legos like that anymore. Now you buy them in kits, kits, exact kits, step by step what to do. So you you open it up, you get it, you break the bag open, you throw your pieces down, you turn the page. Step one, you turn the page. Step two, turn the page. Step three. They literally and props to Lego company. They now have become a billion dollar company because they pivoted to what they knew people wanted, right? right. Because, it, but it, I don't believe it's a, a good thing. But props to them for understanding the market and and, and how they can financially uh, capitalize on it. But that's ag- exactly what has have had happened, and why so many of us are are just have become accustomed to going through the motions, go to school. Get a job. Hey, don't don't think creatively. We're actually told not to. But here's another interesting stat, man. And then I'll I'll, I'll stop. I I just I love talking about this. If you can't tell, Vanderbilt University did a study, and they they so these are obviously college students, and they followed up with them a decade later, and they they had A students, B students, C students, and then D students who barely passed, and like they okay. like that valid valedictorian, and they followed up with them after ten years. Uh, to this study because they wanted to figure out okay how has college helped them and here's the crazy thing man those who had straight A's in college the majority of them were working for those that had B's the majority of those were working for senior level management that that graduated with C's and the owners of those companies were the D players <laughs> and so yeah it's and this is like this if you have kiddos and they're struggling in school, traditional school, ah, you can actually take a, a breath of, of relief because you got a creative little monster on your hand, right? And, right? and that's incredible. Just because the school is judging them on a certain way. I mean, you've heard this analogy, like you can't judge a fish on how to climb a tree. They don't, right. they don't think that way. And that's part of being the body of Christ, right? And it's not celebrating your, your, uh, your, your gender, whatever you want to choose to be. It's like, no, what are your God given abilities and capabilities? And, and let's like, let's celebrate how we can help be the catalyst for them to create with their creator and, and come up with ideas and concepts on how to bring value to the marketplace, right? That's what entrepreneurship is. It's God's never given us the table that I'm sitting at right now. He gave us the tree. And then somehow, some way, a creative entrepreneur realized how to make a tree, right? Or how to make a table. And then somehow, right. some way, same thing, a car. God didn't just randomly have a car show up. No, he, he put oil within the earth that, that helped us figure out how to make things from it and produce plastics and molds. And that, that's co-creating with our creator, giving him the glory in all of it, right? Because it's because of right. him that we get to do all of these things. And it starts, though, at a young age from your kiddos. If they can instill this and understand this concept to have the, a creative mindset to, to not, uh, not just go along with what culture, society, or, or school is telling them. Now, if you've got a little hellion that's disobedient and, and, not, and breaking rules, right. like that's something else, right? I'm not that's saying that, that right. like, there's, there's incredible ways to, to, to parent your, your child to be obedient but also ways to, to encourage them in their gifting and their talents 
to ultimately create the next year. And but here's the, here's why I get so excited about this, Chris, is because if not us, then who? We've seen what's right. gone on over the last even the last five years, last two years of what the crap's been going on in America and in worldwide for that matter. But if kingdom entrepreneurs don't step up and start flipping some tables around here, I mean, I get it. Jesus turned the cheek, the other cheek in, in scripture. That's but also Jesus flipped some tables. Right. And That's I think right. it's time where we, we got to take a stand. You got to get the freaking lion within us out of us and actually stand for what's important. And what I believe is, is a part of our kingdom mandate to be fruitful, to multiply and have dominion until he returns. And if we don't do that, if our kids don't see us doing that, why would they do it themselves? Man, you're on fire, brother. Absolutely on fire. Riley, tell you what, this has been incredible. Learned so much, but I'm not going to let you go yet. We before before we end up, man, we have a, a lightning round. So if you're willing to play, right. we'll jump Let's in a quick it. lightning round for our for our listeners. This is a, just a fun way to to wrap up the show, and then I definitely want to make sure to give you a time to ch- to, to share what you're doing with the Kings Council and how guys can connect with you. So uh, let, let's jump into this lightning round together. All right, all right, brother, man. What's your favorite thing about God? Uh his his he never changes. There you go. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? Mm. How good he is. Like not not in a good manner at, at yep. crafty. How about crafty he is? He's crafty. terrible. He's a piece of crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trample on him. But he's he's crafty. And he's he's and I hate even giving him credit on this, but he is willing to wait. And, and, right. and trample on us like a like a that you know he he'll mm-hmm. he'll slow play us he'll think we're waiting until everything's going great in our life and then bam he'll he'll strike us with tragedy and 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 I think that's a true 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 test of a true follower of of Christ in in those moments so I know yes. these are lightning rounds but sorry <laughs> no it's good stuff man it's good stuff what's something that you're currently struggling with right now um I would say time management. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, so, so many guys get struggle with that for sure. Yeah. So, you know, speaking kind of on that same thread, what did you spend too much time doing last year? Ooh, pleasing people. Okay. Okay. I can What's elaborate. What's new habit you... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I, I would... I, first off, I said time management uh, b- because of that. And, right. and back to... Uh, I, as an entrepreneur, I get shiny object syndrome and it's like, there's, there's never enough. The the question isn't necessarily should, can we do something right? Like it, it, the question needs to be, should we do something? And so there's an, there's a never ending supply of ideas and opportunities that I had mentioned mm-hmm. before, but um, it is really determining and prayerfully deciding where God's leading you in that situation. And sometimes I take so much on my plate because I want to help I want to please right. people when at the end of the right. day, I'm, I'm really hurting them because I'm taking away from, you know, maybe their giftings or because I think I'm going to help them in that process. And so that's what I mean okay. by all that. I'm with you. Okay. Look, let's do two, uh, two more. What's, what's cool. a new habit that you want to create moving forward? Um, specific time for content creation, like blocking, okay. blocking time for that. Right, blocking that calendar. I'm with you. Yes. And last question, man. What's one thing you hope that the people listening to our conversation today remember the most? Mindset. 
I think if, if anything, we become, whether we like it or not, we are the product of our environment. And mm-hmm. unsolicited, usually, like, if you think about how you grew up and, and the, the, your closest friends right now, you are the product. I mean, you've, we've heard this, like, you're the sum of their five closest people. And as much as that's, like, a cliche thing, it's so real. It's so real. Mm-hmm. The mindset that you've created. So if you grew up thinking that money was was hard to get or money is evil or uh, you know women are just you know trash right I don't I don't know I'm just thinking out loud of like what some men might have or that you know but it is hard to to stress and toil to start business or I'm not good enough right like I mean so many of us grew up if we had a a father that had these mindset issues as well and those are spoken over us know that that can change the moment you choose to change it and it right. through the being continually transformed by the by the renewing of our minds by spending time in the word of god and in your mindset i really believe how we view god is direct correlation to how we view our relationship with with money and so mm-hmm. if if you believe that you're back even like the parable of the talents you can read through this like back, understanding like hey if we're viewing it as the the one who just buried that talent and they didn't do anything with it because his mindset was that his master was a hard man, right? Where the mm-hmm. other two that got they got two and they got five, they went and put it to use. They took what God mm-hmm. gave them. The amount was irrelevant. They both one had two, one had five, right? So, but they put it to right. use because their mindset was what they wanted to 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 actually uh, bring back a something for their master. And the master said how, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. And like, that is why I want to live this life with that mindset, because there's nothing more I want than when he calls me home to stand before him and to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. But it starts with our mindsets. If if we're viewing him as a hard man and and, uh, somebody that we have to do things for versus get to do things for, uh, that can change. But it starts with us. Amen, brother. Man, this has been such an honor, Riley. Thank you so much. So why don't you give a shout out to our listeners? Where do you where should they go to connect with you to learn more to 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 learn more about the King's Council, just to do all the to see all the wonderful yeah. things that you're doing? Yeah, man. I appreciate that. So the King's Council, just so people are aware, this is a it's a community of kingdom entrepreneurs, right? So we focus on on business coaching and strategies. And if it's all right with you, Chris, I actually wrote a book um called The Kingdom Entrepreneur. And uh, yep. this is the first of a, a three-part series, man. Uh, the seven-day blueprint here. This is the creation blueprint. I talked Genesis one twenty-eight. There's six six days of creating, and then the seventh day of, of Sabbath. This is a, a blueprint that God's given us how to create anything. So whether you're looking to create right. an incredible relationship, whether you're looking to create a, a rock star business, or ultimately just a fulfilling life. God's given us a template. The Bible is full of blueprints and templates of, of how to do things. We're just not looking at it in, in that manner. And so I've, I wrote this book for kingdom entrepreneurs to, to really understand how to create. And it, it goes through each day, the structure and the order of how God created everything that we know today and why. And so if it's all right, man, I would love to offer a free download for, I mean, yep. if you want the physical copy, you got to buy it on Amazon. But um, for those, right. if they would just text the word seven, so or the number seven to seven two seven four seven two three eight six zero. Again, that's seven two seven four seven two 
3860. Um, that will provide them a download uh, in which they could read that book. Um, and I also have, an, I, I got to record the audible version of that. Uh, and then okay. I'll make that available to people too. And guys, don't wreck your car trying to like write that number down. We'll make sure it's in the show notes Please. for you fellas. And uh, by the way, that's spoiler alert for our fun Friday listeners. That book will be our featured book of the week. So we're, we're, we're making right. that. We'll, so we'll have a whole featured page on our website, guys. <clears throat> Go there, check that out too. We'll, we'll make sure we have all the links because we want you to not just download it. We want you to buy it and, and put that, have it in your hands and write the notes in it and be that kingdom entrepreneur that, that Riley's trying to, to lead. So, man, thank you so much, Riley. This has been amazing. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it, man. Well, guys, I warned you. That conversation with Riley was powerful. I, I think you can just feel his passion. He's definitely uh, very, very well versed in what he does. He's an expert. So I was so excited to have him come on the show, share this information with us because it's going to make us better, guys. It's going to make us better. I mean, we got so many different things, but the mindset that he talked about, that mindset is holding us back. We have to flip that and change it. Understand, you know, we are, we are created to do great things. And we are created to create, right? We're not created just to go through a routine day in, day out, check, just checking boxes. We are supposed to be creative. So guys, I hope that lit a fire in you. I hope that you're now thinking about what you could be doing differently in your, in your walk to make the kingdom grow right now, today. The question I want you to think about this week, particularly around your finances, do your finances reflect a kingdom mindset. Because if they don't, if they don't reflect a kingdom mindset, again, he had a great conversation about Dave Ramsey and debt and all that stuff. And look, I've, I, I drank the, the Ramsey Kool-Aid myself. I get it. It's great for getting out of debt. But Riley is really talking about not just debt, but talking about living victoriously, making a real impact. Okay. If we're just trying to get out of debt, we're totally missing it. We're missing it. So think about your finances. How do they reflect? The kingdom mindset. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, share it with someone. If you if, you're, if you if you want to share it with a fellow entrepreneur, please do that. If you just want to share it with a friend who you think needs some encouragement around finances, this is for you. Okay, that's what it's all about. I would ask you give us a rating, write a review, go to the lionwithin.us, join our community. Riley and I we talked about this at length. How we need men around us right? At all times, helping us grow. So you can't do this alone. Guys, if you find yourself saying, I got this, they are, they are three dangerous words. You need to be careful. You don't got this. You need help. You need help from others to help you grow and be successful. So I'm just blessed and honored to have people like Riley come in and just pour out so much wisdom and insight for us to understand on how to, we can unleash that line within, right? So again, go to the lionwithin.us, join the community. There's no chance, no, there's no time like today to take action and be part of a group that's going to help you. We're going to help point you and guide you and give you that encouragement along the way. So I pray that you, I pray that you enjoyed this conversation, that this helped serve you well, that it was some entertainment as well. For, for you guys, if you were on a treadmill with this one, you probably got a few more extra miles in on this one because we were pretty, uh, amped up throughout this one. But anyway, come back on for Friday for our fun Friday episode. I'm going to unpack some tips. I think going to help you along the way as well. So look forward to having you back here on Friday, as well as a couple of dad jokes that I know are going to get you laughing. So guys, have a great day. Get after it. And don't forget to unleash the lion within. 
Guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Go, 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 go.